are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays are guaranteed to have a winning season as they collect their 31st win of the year, defeating the Washington Nationals in a convincing 6-1 victory at 31-17. They are now four games ahead of the New York Yankees in the ALE standings. And watching yesterday's game, Ulysses, nice way to bounce back after a so-so week before to say the least definitely and i think our predictions had a maybe a, a week lag has it been a week since yes. anibal and yarbrough pitched anibal sanchez the, the greatest venezuelan pitcher of all time <laughs> no one of the greatest that's, that's not factually correct um look uh, that's what happens right like we said that like you can't just put it all in an excel spreadsheet and and then just boom out the results uh, last week, that's what happened. And then this week, that's what we expected uh, to see. It was great. I mean, I think the first thing that we have to talk about is Yarbs. Yes. Five and two-thirds, 86 pitches. He only allowed one run. He looked good. He looked crisp. He was missing bats. That Thames at bat where he went inside with the fastball and B.A. started gushing about it. I, I was gushing about it too. What What a great way of setting up a hitter. And and he was just effective. Yeah, I think that was almost like the highlight of his pitching performance was being able to jam Thames like that. And of course, throughout the rest of the, I won't call it a start, it, more of the bulk appearance, if you will, uh, being, a, being able to backdoor some guys and really just the pitchability yeah. factor was huge for him and the breaking balls and things like that. And also getting out of a tough jam, what was it, the fifth inning? where there were runners on second and third yeah. with less than two outs. The infielders were playing in. He yeah, generates the contact and gets out of a tough jam, and, and that was huge for him. I wonder, hey, the opener thing, I would not be opposed to using it as of right now with Yarbrough and Fleming, and maybe it's a motivating factor for Yarbs of like, oh, you don't think I'm good enough to be a starter again, that I can carry my weight? Okay, let I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what I can do. And he picks up, what, his first win in like yeah. 16 <laughs> in, in his last 16 starts or something like that. Either way, the the chemistry, what whatever formula the Rays work to use, okay, we'll use John Curtis for the first right. four outs and then bring in Yarbs. It worked to perfection. And we have to remember with Yarbrough too, that first start coming back off the IL, you could expect he was going to be a little bit rusty on the road. Good to see more vintage Yarbrough, if you will. And I like the way that you're saying the uh, bulk versus starter uh, dilemma because this could come in to play mm -hmm. later when we get into the playoffs, and, and we'll get to that in a, in a minute. Uh, but 
obviously Yarbrough wasn't the only guy that 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 played a, a good game yesterday. For me, I think Big Nate. I mean, power and speed. Who is this guy? Randy mm-hmm. Rosarena. I mean, he was just all over that bomb. Great to see him just have great barrel, um, you know, action on, on that home run, and then gets to steal a bag too. It's what he has been able to do physically. I just that's outside of the baseball field, and it just shows so much work ethic. And I'm just so happy that Nate Lowe is getting his his due and. We said that the other day, not to push Jimon Choi out, but the, that's the best thing about the Rays. It's that, yeah, they might not have a talented guy like Aaron Judge or, or Garrett Cole, mm-hmm. per se. But those teams, they rely on five or six superstars. What happens when those five or six superstars aren't on the field? Then that's a different question. The Rays, they can plug it. You lose a G Manchoy, you lose a Yandy Diaz. That's okay. You got a Mike Brasso and you got a, uh, a Nate Love. It's an amazing thing that you can just plug and play and you lose literally zero value. It's amazing. What's great is that, yes, the Rays this season, I mean, there's proof of that for sure in the fact that like 15 guys at least have gone down this year and the Rays really haven't missed a beat. Look at the record nope. scoreboard 31 and 17. Nate Lowe, like you said, like we said the other day, I don't think he's given up this spot. He no. wants this first base job and yeah. you want a power hitting first baseman. Nate Lowe is your mm-hmm. power hitting first baseman. Did mm-hmm. you see him turn on that curveball there? Also, he showing he can go the other way. He's just got such a sweet swing, such a sweet yeah. uppercut swing. We'll see how pitchers maybe attack him more up in the zone going forward, but he doesn't have to swing hard. It looks so easy. And because of his size and because of his leverage, he's able to generate so much power. Also, I was impressed and I know it's a little thing, but there were a couple of fly balls in short right field. He, he looks smooth and comfortable going back and making those plays from first base. That is, that is a tougher play than it looks for a big-sized first baseman, and he looks and, smooth doing that. And the best thing about that is that was his big negative last year, right? You can't play first. You're not reliable with the glove. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we would rather put in Jimon Choi as a as a glove in first base than than you. So what do you do? You practice the hell out of first base. You also get yourself a little bit more versatility action, mm-hmm. and then pick up uh, another glove and say, "Hey, coach, put me in at the hot corner." And now I bet that that has helped his growth as a first baseman defensively when you have to, you know, think quickly on your feet when you're in the hot corner. So, what? yeah, again, great, great job by Big Nate. One, one other little note about Nate Lowe. He now has as many home runs in 28 at-bats that G-Man Choi has had in 122 at-bats this season. That magic number is three. Look, there's nothing more for Nate Lowe to prove at the minor leagues. No, I, he's I, not a quad A player. I mean, yes. he's let, let's just he has to stay in, in the major league roster, and he and he will. Honestly, I don't think there will be. Uh, hey, let's send Nate Lowe down. I don't. You don't send this guy down. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. Uh, should we give kudos to KK, Kevin Kiermaier? Uh, that was my next guy. Yes. Okay. How Go about him? I will Look. let you heap the praise on Mr. <laughs> Kevin Kiermeyer. 
He has been riding a high since that three-run clutch bomb from last year's ALDS this whole year. I mean, he ha- every time there are runners in scoring position, it just seems like he said himself that his focus is greater, his maybe chokeability, if you want to talk uh, old-timey baseball there, his chokeability at the plate, his approach, all of it, it just comes together when he sees those runners uh, in his same uniform be on second and third. It's amazing. He goes the other way. Maybe there is something finally, again, small sample size, but he, he it does seem like 2020, that swing mm-hmm. is a little bit better. Not that you're not seeing the strikeouts, not that you're not seeing those ground balls to second. I think you're seeing them at the same rate, but you're seeing more. It seems like you're seeing a lot side. more hits to the other side. Yeah. And the one that was most impressive, of course, was the bases loaded situation yeah. in the fifth, which essentially put the dagger in the game, put the raise up 6-0, and they didn't look back. But what was interesting, not to dive too deep into the at-bat or anything like that, but he was going up against a lefty, uh, whatever his name is, Bramer. We have to remember, Bramer had walked Nate Lowe in the previous at-bat. First pitch to KK almost hits him. Way up yeah. in Out of control. So at that point, and you could see by the way that Suzuki sets up, that he's going to set up outside. He's not going to try to go up and in again because he's been all over the place for um, since he's come into pitch. He know, KK knows as a veteran hitter that he is going to get an outside pitch. And what does he do with it? He takes it. To the outside, he does what you're supposed to do with that pitch, which was huge. Beautiful breakdown. That's exactly what happened. And you love to see him do that. That's a little bit more of a veteran approach. Go where the pitch is is hit rather than, okay, well, I'm going to swing this away, pull it, and then you got yourself a a double play or whatever, a force out if there are two out. But he was not the only one that deserves praise. I think last but not least. Okay. Phil McRae's boy, Manny Margot. Look at him now. He's almost at 290. Two for four. Wow. One RBI yesterday. One run scored. I mean, Manny, he's just a different kind of guy. I love him on on, on, on the basis. He he just creates so much. And, and another stolen base. His 12th now of the year. Yeah. Well, I think everybody got a stolen base against Donabal Sanchez. <laughs> last night Uh, in Margot's shows you don't have to hit it hard you don't have to have an exit velocity of 100 miles per hour to get on base or to wreak havoc on the baseball field I'm surprised you didn't want to give credit to Willie Adamas defensively for that single-handed double play sure great great job Willie yeah that was a pretty nice throw no oh it was a a great throw Willie really I, I would I would love to see more of that Willie thank you I think we have seen more of that lately. Maybe not the first dozen games or so, but I think you're going to start to see more of uh, more of that type of Willie, especially in would the love, postseason when to. the Rays aren't playing at the trop. Maybe his vision will be miraculously cleared Ooh. up from that standpoint. Maybe we, we should talk see. about the postseason. Oh, wow. What a teaser. What, what a great transition. Major League <laughs> Baseball has announced its postseason bubble format We will discuss that and more. But first, we've got to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. They're now up to 18 
amazing flavors. That includes six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Here's what you need to know about the best protein bars on earth. They're 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Importantly, they're healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy or lady. You can use them to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Basically, they're they're great for the keto diet. Um, looking at, you know, if you don't believe me, just pick up one of the packages yourself. I've got peanut butter in my hand. It says 19 grams protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and then I'll get you $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. They are also offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Visit BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, Major League Baseball has announced its schedule for the 2020 16 team postseason, which is highlighted by the first neutral site fall classic in modern history. A little breakdown here. So the wild card series slash first round series will be played at the home site of the higher seed. So, for example, if the season ended today, your Rays would host the number eight seed at the Trop for a three-game series before moving on to the bubble format. As part of that, teams will have to quarantine the final week of the regular season, which means the Rays would uh, have to stay at a hotel in the St. Pete area uh, before that first playoff series. Um, The ALDS and ALCS will be played at a neutral site in either San Diego or L.A., The NLDS and NLCS will be played in Houston or Arlington. And the World Series will be played at the new Globe Life Park field. I don't know what it's called. I know it's Globe Life something. Globe Life at Arlington. The wild card series, first round series is the best of three. Division series are best of five. Championship series are best of seven. And the World Series, of course, is best of seven. Ulysses, when you saw and read about this, postseason bubble format what are your impressions and thoughts on all of this well i got two big thoughts uh, about this number one i do like the rule about the no off day within the wild card series within the division series and within the championship series Mm -hmm. so that means it's go go time that three game series no off day so you have your big three horses if you can line them up cool then it gets a little bit more difficult with your division series. If if you get to five games, then a little bit of strategy, like we talked about earlier. Do you go with an opener? Um, are you going to be working with bulk guys? Do you throw Yarbrough in there from the get-go on a Fleming? Because you're not going to get Yanni Torino. So right. do you use a, a, an opener for that role? So Fleming gets a little bit uh, of, of help in the playoffs. Um that 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 one is I like that. I, I like think the, that the, works into the Rays' favor and works yes. right into their hands. Of they are a creative team, they have depth, versatility, a lot of young players. They're ready to play every single day. They don't need 
days off in between. And do they? Do you really want a day off in between when you're quarantined in a hotel and limited? No, you want to go. Somebody, you want to play. You want to get this thing over with, which is really what MLB wants to do. Hey, let we want to get this postseason <laughs> in and move on to 2021. Like everybody and else, pitching, we want to move on to 2021. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and pitching is is their biggest asset. So so you you can mix and match. So I do like this on the on the raise side. So. That's the pro. The con against this, which again, BA, of course, pointed it out before that I could today, is that an NL team could, at worst case scenario, play at Arlington Stadium since the championship series. But if they're one of the division um, teams that were actually playing at Globe Life, then they could be playing in that stadium since the division series so i think this is an advantage ultimately to the nl teams it's a new ballpark we see people getting lost all the time not only at the trop where it's been there since 98 mm-hmm. and people that go there multiple times a year uh within the division but people playing at fenway for hundreds of years right <laughs> minute made park and i just think that the al team is going to have to sink or swim when their opponent has been there for a week or longer it's a new ballpark i i I just don't like it i think that's pretty unfair and what i think mlb should have done you know we had talked about before the 2020 season they were going to do or unveil try to unveil a 30 team bubble format in and around the phoenix arizona area i don't know why they could okay al teams play in cali that's fine why don't they have the nl teams play in arizona at chase field or whatever it's called they change the name all the time and then the World Series, the in big the show, ballpark. that is at the new ballpark. That is at exactly. the new $1.2 billion stadium. I don't get that at all. Uh, again, logistics aside, which I guess obviously play a, a big part in this, but it seems like a wasted opportunity to not have a level playing field in the most important stage. It's The most important stage is not the NLCS or the ALDS. Mm-hmm. It's the World Series. So why not have everybody at the same level so that i don't like because yeah. it can be as easy as a carom off the wall that you haven't really played in and the other guy has and that becomes an out that becomes an uh, right inning ending you know rally i just uh, no i agree I with don't that don't like it if you wanted to do i'd be okay if okay the both championship series, AL championship series and NL championship series. I know the logistics would be more difficult, but if you want to have those at Arlington to further showcase that stadium, and then of course the world series there, I'd be fine with that, but you've got to put that more of an equal playing field instead of giving an NL team, a potential three, four, maybe more games leg up on the competition there. So I think that really could, I mean, that could be, we, we talk about, baseball being played on the margins that could be the difference there of course of course i mean don't you feel a little bit more comfortable at the trap knowing that your your field when was the last time you saw a, a race player lose the ball at tropicana field no, it's but i can yeah i can it, tell you a lot it, of national it, league teams that lose the ball at tropicana field when they even, first come even yankee guys i mean even brett gardner who's played there for the last decade and a half uh he loses balls in there so it's just it just seems like that's a very important detail that is being treated as a very little detail. You say two to three games. At least four games that NL team will have played in Arlington. At least four games. Yeah. If crazy. that NLCS goes to seven games, that's seven games. And if that team has already played there in the division series, 
then that starts to add up to maybe two weeks worth of baseball. Of course, my uh, bigger issue with this entire postseason format, I love the 16 teams, but I still viciously hate the best of three first round wild card series. How come? Because the Rays, for example, have earned, they won the division, right? They have right. won the division. Well, yeah, and let's not pull an animal sentence okay. from a week ago. All right. They are on their path. If the season ended today, they would go. be the there division winners. They would, ho- okay, I like how they get to host all three games or would sure. host all three games at the Trop, but by a best of three, you're giving that number eight seed an inherent advantage. I mean, three games, best of three. It, we've seen it this year. You know, the Tigers could come in and win a well, best of three. The, the Royals could come in. The, the Rangers could come in and have best of three. That's why I say, again, I go back to my to my crazy radical proposal, 120-game regular season, all postseason series are seven games, are best of seven. Um, no. no. That's my short answer to that because, I don't know, you, you have to— What about to- a best of five? At the very least, a best of five— for the wild card series and then division series, championship series, and world series are best of seven. But the thing is, though, that you see three game series all the time. That's basically how baseball is structured during the regular season. And I don't think that's a, an unfair situation. Yeah, can you lose two out of three to a, an inferior team? We saw that. Look, the Rays are a better team than the Orioles. They got swept at Camden Yards. Can it happen? Of course it can. It can right. happen to everybody. But you would expect that in the playoffs, you know. Things get, you know, tightened up a little bit. Every right other now, sports league has uniformity. Okay, with, with the NFL, they're wild card games. They don't play half of a game and then say, all right, well, the, the Cowboys are up on the Colts. That, that's it. You, you, there's your, there's, <laughs> you, you get 30 minutes instead of the regular you, 60 minutes. I think in order to be helping the, uh, the division winner, you're inherently also helping the wild card winner, and that's what you want to avoid. You want to... Um, give props to somebody who didn't win their division. And so that's the quote-unquote fairest way is to punish both teams. Now, as it stands today, Tampa Bay will be playing Toronto if the season were to end today. At it's the not Trop. Cleveland? I thought it would be Cleveland. I don't know. No, It's, no, gonna, just, it's probably going to change between now and then. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as of today, it would be Toronto. And um, at home... Let's remember that's how the the <laughs> this this season started. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier comes clutch with a walk off to, right. to win the series, so it's going to be a tough matchup. I, no matter what, the, the, if if the Rays end yeah. up first, second, third um, in the AL, it'll be either Toronto, uh, Cleveland. I don't think the Yankees are anymore going to be in the seventh or eighth spot. No, they've been not. playing hot now that they've um, got some some reinforcements back for sure i just hope if the rays play the blue jays that Derek fisher's in right field that would be the dream just see that would be beneficial day that would be that would be great something tells me he probably won't be on the postseason roster and he definitely won't be getting a uh, starting spot in the postseason all right uh again i just go back to it uh, seven uh, this is the last thing i'm going to say about it seven game series or at the very least five game series it shows, okay, you've got to have some depth. You've got to have more than two good starting pitchers. Okay, you can roll out a three, a four, a five if need be. All right, that shows you're a well-built team. 
I think there's something to it, Kevo. I'm not going to dis- discredit uh, your idea entirely. I think there is something to it. I, I just, I'm just telling you that the reasoning is you don't want to help out the wild card team so much that it doesn't matter if you are a wild card winner or a division winner. Well, the what do you mean by the wild like the the fourth seed? The fourth seed would have well, again, yeah. I mean, I, sorry, I'm looking at it in a in a post 2020 world. Sorry, I want to get a, away from 2020, not this right. like seeding. I'm saying like in a normal way, if you have that, then you would be helping the wild card team too much for opportunities. The wild card- one game. Anything can happen, right? I mean, if the Oakland A's had a five-game series, I think they would have rather have that against the Rays last year than just the one game. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So that'll again, that'll probably be another uh, deep diving off-season topic. Yes, I think uh, people know where I where I stand on the (laughs) the lengthier series, the better for the postseason in the playoffs. All right, for today's game, it's a one p.m. start, so the Rays can get out on the road to Baltimore. Pete Fairbanks will be opening Josh Fleming to provide bulk relief, and they'll be going up against the Nationals Austin Voth, who is uh, quite frankly not very good, but that is all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to look I'm not going to tell you his ERA and his career numbers and how atrocious <laughs> and disgusting they are. I will say Austin Voth has a he, he could come through. There is, I, I'm not going to say that the Rays are absolutely 100% going to win this game. I've learned my lesson in the past, so I will just say Good. that it will be Fairbanks slash Fleming versus Austin Voth. No, uh, no editorializing on my part. Thank you for that, and I will bypass all of that uh, jargon to say that Yarbrough was a bulk guy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Fleming, a bulk guy yesterday conspiracy theory for the playoffs this is how the Rays are going to line it up they're going to be playing Yarbrough and Fleming on the rotation but as bulk guys that's what they're trying to do in the last two weeks get them in that rhythm Yarbrough you could do that without without a problem the guy has done it so many times I bet he has already a routine for when he's a bulk guy and when he's a starter it's really interchangeable for him but you want to see Fleming yeah, what he can do in the in the bulk situation. So I think you're gonna have the, your three big guys in the and in, um, in, in the wild card, and then mm-hmm. for the division series, you're gonna open up with with one of these two guys as a bulk, and then have your three guys. That's yeah, my I conspiracy theory. I think that's theory. how it's going to be. And I wonder if Fleming has been exposed to this in the minor leagues. I don't know if in Double A or Single A they have done sort of this work to get guys familiar with it at Triple the A. Level. They have. In okay. AAA, they have. But I don't know about AA. I'm sure Fleming will be fine. I'm sure he can. He seems like a guy that uh, in this 2020 season, if he's been able to, all right, we need you, bud. He probably wasn't really expected to pitch this year, and yeah. he's done well. I think he can handle uh, somebody coming in and, and getting the first three or four outs. I, I don't think that should be an issue for him whatsoever. How many outs does Pete Fairbanks cover today? Three, four, uh, five, six. Curtis got what four yesterday? Five. Five. Okay. No, wait, four or five. I, I, I'm. I he got know. more than three. I know that he started yeah. to pitch the second. Um, I'll say that that they'll have Pete, Pete Fairbanks pitch into the second. Okay. So, so one plus. You're you're going one, one plus. plus. I'll give you one plus. 
Okay. What are you going with? I think that's fair. I, I honestly, I, I just think that uh, actually, yeah, you're you're right. Curtis won one point one, so one and a third. Uh, I I'm gonna go with only one inning. I think they're gonna just give him three outs, and and then the ball is Fleming's. Prop bet on the table. There we go. There you go, go to your favorite online betting site and put it down. <laughs> I'm sure you can bet on like literally you can bet on sim games nowadays. So you can probably bet on how long or how deep what? an opener. Yeah, it's crazy. You can bet on. No, you I mean, can't. Yeah, I really? swear to God, you can bet on like video games and it's crazy what our world is coming to. I don't do oh it. I wouldn't even dare. I like to see real life human beings and yeah. see them interacting. I don't want to. Even I, when you go on on uh, uh, playing roulette and then it's a digital version of the roulette, I'm like, no. Nah. Yeah, I don't trust any of that stuff. <laughs> I need no. to see the little marble going up and <laughs> around the circle. No, I'm no. not. I'm not getting anywhere near that. I will leave that yeah. uh, there. Okay. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. <laughs> 